It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. This is Cougar Sports Saturday. Cougar Sports Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. Got it for three. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Maimonte. On your legacy home of BYU Sports. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, Cougar Nation, and welcome to another edition of Cougar Sports Saturday here on your legacy home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio. Mitch Harper, joined as always by Matt Baiamonte, and we will be here for the next three hours to give you a a little bit of a therapy session for last night's game as BYU falls again 27 to 24 to the East Carolina Pirates the Cougars are now 4 and 5 overall in the season four consecutive losses we'll try to dissect what's going on with this team and how they proceed moving forward we want you guys the BYU fans BYU nation to chime and give us all your thoughts vent do ask us questions do whatever you got to do and you can interact with the show by texting 57500 you can tweet Mitch underscore Harper by Amante Matt KSL Sports to get a hold of us as well we want to get your thoughts on the loss we'll get to the Cougar Sports Saturday poll a lot of football reaction to what's going on wrong and then later in the show I can't believe it's this time of year, Mitch, but as Halloween is right around the corner, you know what that also means? Basketball is right around the corner, too. So you and I were both down at BYU Basketball Media Day uh, earlier this month, and we got you guys a bunch of great interviews to get to know this team because there's a lot of new faces. It's it's a completely new team with a lot of young guys that could have roles, and there's a lot of transfers as well, so we'll have – Mark Pope, you had a great interview with Coach Pope. We'll have Spencer Johnson, he's a returning player, and two new players as well. Dallin Hall, highly recruited, fresh off the mission, and one of the transfers, Noah Waterman. So a little basketball, but we, of course, have to start things off with what happened down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium last night. The leadoff. A look at the stories making headlines right now. It's time for the leadoff on Cougar Sports Saturday. BYU falls to East Carolina 27-24. The Pirates hit a last-second field goal as time expired to send BYU home with another L. And, Matt, this is a tough loss for BYU because, once again, it's a setback while BYU is attempting to make all these changes uh, you see Kalani Satake, or at least Kalani has said, 
that he is the one taking over the defense and uh, all these staff uh, reassign the, the changed assignments and it's still not working. And credit to BYU's defense, they made the necessary improvements in that fourth quarter to get the stops to give the offense the ball and a chance to win this game. But ultimately, it didn't matter. It was the same result. And BYU's offense, I think today, one day after the fact, I think that's the side of the ball where this was the one. This was the side that that handed BYU the loss. Where in previous weeks it was the defense. This week, I think it was the offense. When you score only twenty four points, it's just this is a different day and age of football, Mitch. This isn't. The Bronco Mendenhall era. Oh, I think the pillar was what twenty four. Yeah. If you hold under twenty four, you score over twenty four, you win. College football is not that anymore. Uh, you can win football games in this day and age by scoring points. You look at Tennessee football; they're a top three football team. They have a bottom one hundred defense, Mitch. Bottom one hundred. But you know what they are? First in the country in total offense. That's what football is now. You have to score points, and you have to gain a lot of yards. And so I think it is very easy to point the finger at the defense, and they have not been good at all. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving a pass to the defense. But this season would be entirely different if BYU had just the same offense as last year. Not any better. If they were just top 30, we wouldn't be having the show that we're having today because you would have beaten East Carolina at home. You would have beaten Notre Dame in a neutral site, and you may even get Arkansas with a top 30 offense. That's not what they have. This BYU offense has failed this football team this year. They have so much talent, so much returning talent, and for them to be an average offense, it's not good enough. And if when a defense holds a team to 27 points, Mitch, that's enough. That's Honestly, that should be the expectation. If you can be sub-30, we should win the football game. That has not been the case this year, and that is one of the most disappointing aspects to this year's football team is that the offense has been pedestrian. You can text us and sound off and share your thoughts, 57500. Texter 5173 writes, Coaching is atrocious. Your thoughts. Look, I think BYU's coaching last night set the players up to fail. I think the the decisions on the offensive side – Cost BYU in this game. You think about those two drives where BYU goes for it on fourth down. Fourth and two, it's it's around, what, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter? Or, excuse me, 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They took the ball over with about eight minutes left in the third. It was a long drive. Uh, fourth and two, you're inside the red zone. Turnover on downs. There was the opportunity to go for a field goal. But I'm okay with, with being aggressive and trying to get the touchdown. I wasn't. Uh, because at that point of the game, it was back and forth. Teams were scoring at will, so it kind of felt like you got to go get that touchdown. But they go to Miles Davis. Why not Puka Nakua? Yeah. Why not Jaron Hall? It's easy to second guess, but I felt like in those spots, go with the star players. Puka and Jaron, I think, should have been the guys dialed up in that spot. You didn't have Chris Brooks. Miles Davis had that great game against Wyoming weeks ago. Uh, but I think that was a missed opportunity, a little bit of overthinking it at times by BYU's offensive staff. Yeah, I think coaching is the biggest reason BYU is underachieving right now. Uh, the the A word that was used by Texter5173, that, that might be a bit too far. Yeah. But in, in particular last night, Mitch, in my opinion, coaching is why they lost the football game. You just talked about that sequence where they handed off to Miles Davis. First off, I mean, we could we could do a whole hour on on this fourth quarter. You can't run the ball up the middle. 
that has not worked all year. Uh, that, that was a complaint I had against Notre Dame, Mitch, when they were in a similar situation down in Vegas and they did a similar type of play. Also, not to one of their best playmakers. That time it went to Lapini Katoa, who, by the way, probably was the MVP of last night's game. He had a great game, but... They are not giving the ball to their best playmakers in those situations. And then on top of that, this is what bothers me the most. You're not good at that. And the, and the analytics, you keep hearing this word, the analytics would tell you, you can't do it. They were 127th in fourth down conversion percentage going into the game, and they go 0 for 2. So they're going to slip even more. You're not good on fourth down in those situations, so don't go for it. It's tie football game. Take the points. Get a little a cushion. Put take some pressure off the defense. It's just it's just mind boggling. The coaching was so poor last night because it, that's just simple, Mitch. It is simple. We need points. We're not able to move the football very well. We're in scoring position. It's the fourth quarter. We're at home. We can take the lead, and we don't give the ball to Jaron or Puka. Like that's that's coaching. So it's it's it was really poor last night, and I think that's why they lost the football. And then BYU's next offensive possession, the defense gets a stop. The defense did their job. East Carolina missed a field goal. They had to resort to a field goal attempt. Uh, East Carolina had kicker issues, and that kicker missed the field goal. BYU takes over on their own 25. They get to a fourth and one around their own 44-yard line, and it's a turnover on downs. Uh, quarterback sneak. I like that it was with Jaron, uh, but, again, running up the middle. Uh, that was a- also a coaching error, though, because yeah. I don't mind the quarterback sneak. The problem is the previous play did not have personnel on the field right. to do a quarterback sneak. Yes. Brayden Cosper had to go in at tight end on the line of scrimmage on that play. You can't run a sneak when you have Cosper and Pook. There was no Isaac Rex on the field. There was no Mason Wake on the field. It's just that's coaching. Like, yeah, in a perfect situation, it's fast, it's tempo. We do it quick. We get the first. You don't have the people on the field. And, and also, too, why in those spots? I'll admit, Matt. I thought this season when they got Houston Haymuli, I thought that's Houston Haymuli, that spot right there. And I get it now. At this point, you're at game nine. You're gonna, you're not gonna probably turn to a guy that you haven't turned to at all. So I understand it from that they standpoint did it in now. The fourth quarter, but, though. But yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. The next possession, the last possession for BYU's offense, they go to Mason Wake twice. And Mason's had a, a great career at BYU, but this year he has not made any sort of impact. No. And they haven't turned to him at all. And on a critical third down, he drops a pass, a, a pass that was right there, a short, easy pass from Jaron Hall. He drops it. And that's not on coaching, but I think it's also, why are they going to him in that it's spot? It's a little bit on coaching in that it's a critical down. Puka Nakua described this down yesterday to us. That's money down yeah. for the wide receivers. That's money down for the playmakers, and you're not going to the playmakers. Yeah. Yeah, That's the, the problem. Not having Cody Epps, I think, hurt a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, because Cody Epps gives you another playmaker on the field. He was out with an injury that he suffered late in that Liberty game. Think about that, too. Coaching. I mean, you go back to that Liberty game. They lose 41-14. to He's in there with about three and a half minutes left, and he gets hurt. Like The game was out of reach. And now he's hurt, and it could be a long-term injury, potentially. That, according to Aaron Roderick earlier this week. I just sometimes feel like, Matt, this BYU team is trying to throw out this element of surprise that catches these teams off guard. And I think what's – what's and it's just my vantage point, and it feels like now the confidence is gone from this team. Yeah, this gone. BYU program in 2020 and 2021 – no matter what the circumstances were, they felt like they would always pull it out and get the win. 
now I felt like last night was a team that is not confident they can get the job done and get the win, and that's what happened. And they the offense had three chances in that fourth quarter to go win this ball game, and they couldn't get it done. The defense did enough. I thought the defense made improvements. They still gave up 227 on the ground, and Keaton Mitchell was fantastic for East Carolina. But They held mind, him to 27 points, though. Yeah, I, I get it. But like, and keep, keep in mind, Keaton Mitch, Mitchell, he was out at the end of the game. Uh, Jacob Boren has the targeting penalty, which was correct. There's not going to be any appeal there, I would imagine. No. Uh, but he's gone after that head injury, and... You know, the defense responded. They did enough to get the offense, give the offense a chance to they go did win more this than game. Enough. They did more than The only nit, you could probably do two nitpicks on the defense. Number one, there were opportunities, and maybe this is more of a criticism of the special teams. There were turnovers to be had. Yes. They did, Caleb Hayes drops an interception. They don't recover a fumble on a kickoff return. There were opportunities to be had that they didn't take advantage of. That hurts. And then. The PI at the end of the game, I thought that was a good call. It was, it, I think it was a PI, but 27 points. Uh, BYU offense had more time of possession. I don't think you can pin this on the defense one bit. I think they did exactly what you wanted and needed them to do, and the offense didn't take uh, take care of their side of the football. Caleb Hayes, you bring up that fourth down. That was a situation where he had the safety help. Talon Alfrey was coming in. It's like. He, he panicked there. Like, you just got to let it be. We were talking yep. before the show. It's like that receiver's just got to go make a play. If he I know, makes a play, he makes a play. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, if you get beat, so be it. But you cannot give up a P.I., and that costs BYU the game, too. And, yep. look, Caleb's a good cornerback, and, and he's going to want that one back. And, and that decision, it was it was tough. But I, I, I will say that I do think that the defense, we did. it was refreshing to see – no mass hockey substitutions. Yes, that yes. was gone. That yep. was out the door. You're seeing some improvements from Kalani. But just less substitutions overall. I right. don't even remember just tons. Yeah. It was, you know, Alfrey played most of the game yeah. at safety. It, Micah Harper, was. he's a star. Micah Harper's going to be outstanding at safety. But I think that, um, you know, it, ultimately, though, what is this uh, long-term for BYU's defense? Something's got to get fixed. And we can talk more about that. Here, as we got to take our first time out here. And keep uh, the texts coming, man. Yeah. They are flowing in. We'll get to your texts. All first hour, 57500. We're getting to the texts. I like that point, Mitch. Let's talk about the long-term impact of what this is doing. But uh, keep those texts flowing, man. We're, we're going to be – we want to hear what you got to say, Cougar Nation, and we'll do so on the other side. More Cougar Sports Saturday after this. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids – doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.